Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fourth part in a series of podcasts on wastewater. And those of you who have followed this series from the beginning know that we are touring around the planet in the company of UN Habitats, and we compare experiences with wastewater management in different countries and regions. We started in Ghana, West Africa, then went to the Caribbean island of Trinidad, then we went back east to Uganda and Africa, and today we continue in that direction further to the east uh, that brings us to Southeast Asia. It brings us to Bangkok in Thailand. But before we go there, and since we are about midway in the series, I would like to take a few minutes to remind you why we focus on wastewater. Why don't we focus on food or energy or maybe on improving our health or protecting the environment or other important issues? Well, it's true that each of these is important, but it's also true that wastewater belongs in the same set of priorities because all of these aspects are related to each other. Wastewater management is essential for our health and our environment, just as it is related to food production or energy. And that's why wastewater is specifically mentioned in the Agenda 2030 that all countries in the world agreed upon seven years ago as a guiding set of priorities for the near future. And wastewater needs more attention because it is not a typical media favorite. Perhaps we should someday find a better word for it, just like the World Health Organization decided yesterday that monkeypox will from now on be called mpox. Wastewater is first of all water, and there's a lot of need for water. And much of the waste in wastewater isn't even waste. You can recycle it, you can reuse it. And we should increase the portion of wastewater flow safely treated also because wastewater you don't treat is simply wasted water. And therefore, it's hard to disagree with the logic of Agenda 2030 that the global goals of improving the water quality in our rivers and lakes by reducing pollution. And who wouldn't support the goal of halving the proportion of untreated wastewater and increasing recycling and safe reuse all over the world? And that's where these podcasts come in. It's a small piece in a puzzle of a much, much bigger jigsaw of, of our main priorities for this planet that all neatly fit into a bigger coordinated approach. And together, we want to improve wastewater monitoring and data collection. And we want all levels of government and all entities involved to work together. And we need to find ways how to finance it and how, how to focus on all kinds of other aspects like the technology needed. So join us in this podcast and the next podcast. And as I just said, the, first, the next podcast is already tomorrow, two hours later than we are starting now. And with that much longer introduction than normal, at this midway point in our series, I would like to welcome our guest today, Henra Gupta, who has many years of experience as a project manager in sanitation and environmental management in Southeast Asia. And he's currently project manager for Regenerative Sanitation Hub at the Asian Institute of Technology in Thailand. And we have a surprise extra guest today. As you can see, we have three people lined up in, in the speakers. And today we will also be joined by Professor Tamara Kotata, who is working at Environmental Engineering and Management and Marine Plastics Abatement and uh, the Department of Energy um, and Environment and Climate Change and all that at also at the Asian Institute of Technology. So um, let's start with, with Hendra. Welcome, Hendra. 
Yes, thank you very much, Alexander. Pleasure to be here. It's it's good that you can uh, you can join us. I was looking at all the activities that you've been involved with, and I I see your passion for water and and sanitation and wastewater. So I wondered how you got involved in these activities. Has this always been your passion? Yeah, thank you. That's uh, that's always an interesting question. You know, when someone asks me how did you get involved, and I'm always excited to tell them. Uh, well, I I'm always interested to environment. Um, I'm from Bali, Indonesia, and um, also I grew up in Yogyakarta, in Java, Indonesia. And, um, you know, both are actually nice places, beautiful places with abundant resource of nature, natural resources. And that's where I started, um, you know, I enjoy those kind of things. And uh, the first moment that I realized that I actually uh, into the environment sectors, not yet to the water and sanitation, but into the environment sectors when I was sitting with my dad. So we were having probably, you know, this nasi bungkus, <laughs> the Indonesian the no. wrap you know, meals in a paper bag or probably in a, a banana leaf. We call that nasi bungkus. We had this um, lunch outside of, uh, outside in, I don't remember where exactly, but but then we had, you know, we finished these meals and then suddenly my father, my daddy, he threw away those bunkus, those uh, meal wraps into the canal, the small creek. Yeah? And I asked him, why did you do that? It's, it's garbage. You have to throw it. <laughs> and, I, and then, uh, no, you have to bring it and then put it in the trash bin somewhere. You'll find it some, somewhere on the way, on the way home. Yeah? And no, it's garbage. So that was the time I had a quarrel with my father and I realized, okay, I think I'm interested into the environment. And I started my first, uh, uh, my first job as a translator and also interpreter for GTZ, the German cooperation back then in 2000. And then moved to Bremen Overseas Research Development Association in Boda from 2002 and then I was assigned in, in Georgia and then the Philippines back to Indonesia and moved to another company, uh, a Dutch consulting company, uh, Royal Haskoning DHV. And then now uh, I'm working together, collaborating with Professor Tamarat Kutat at, at AIT in Thailand. I think that's our uh, the summary of <laughs> the past. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful start of a career to, to to tell your father not to do something and then specialize in the rest of your life. <laughs> That's wonderful. And you lived in beautiful places. So Southeast Asia is uh, making a lot of progress on, on wastewater treatment. At, and it's a vastly, uh, the rapidly developing region uh, anyway. Uh, but it's still at the same time, it's, it's facing enormous challenges, uh, like, like a growing population. There's their rapid urbanization and, I assume uh, higher volumes of waste that, that should go hand in hand with, with growing uh, welfare and prosperity in, in, in the region. So that makes the, the governance of wastewater important. Um, uh, and to do that efficiently and, and strategically, I can imagine that there are two routes to get there. You can either go for uh, big centralized uh, wastewater treatment plants or 
at the other end of the spectrum, you could you could choose for a decentralized approach and 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 do it on a on a very local or even household scale, uh, which I believe is the one that you favor. So, so could you share us some of your experiences with decentralized water treatment systems? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, initially, I think my experience with the centralized wastewater treatment system was definitely to fill in the gap. Fill in the gap means uh, there are some areas, some cities, they probably have already a centralized system, but it is going to be more costly for them to connect some parts of the cities, probably river banks, which is lower than, uh, elevation is lower than the uh, sewerage system, so a lot of pumping is required only a few people live there. So this kind of, um, you know, cost benefit <clears throat> um, implications and then consider. So that's where actually the decentralized system uh, was introduced. So it, it is placed, I think, in between the individual system and also centralized system to serve the people which is not, which are not connected to the centralized system. Yeah, the first project that I was involved in decentralized wastewater treatment was in 2022 in uh, Yogyakarta. Uh, sorry, 2002, <laughs> 20 years ago, uh, in Yogyakarta. Uh, we were uh, there was one program I think uh, yeah, from GDZ uh, about a clean river program, and one of the program is to showcase of a decentralized wastewater treatment system for communities, I think that time around 50, 30 to 50 households connection to a decentralized wastewater treatment system before disposal of the effluent into the river. I think, um, uh, frankly speaking, I'm not against any centralized treatment. I think it's also a good option if they have the money and if they can do operations. Decentralized can also be um, can also be difficult when you know when the community are not really maintaining that when there is no fees for operation and maintenance in the end what will um, what will matter is the capacity to operate and maintain whatever systems you have even a septic tank individual septic tank it's just a simple septic tanks but if you don't maintain or you don't operate properly then it's going to cost a lot as well Uh, I can't hear you. Sorry, I unmuted myself because there's so many background uh, sounds. So uh, maybe, Professor Tamara, if you could also mute yourself um, uh, and, and until you join because we have a bit of background sounds. Um, but <laughs> thanks for correcting me as host that I should put on my mic. Um, if we compare different regions in the world, uh, I see that, especially in Asia, there's this uh, this particular focus on decentralized approach. It, it, we briefly touched upon it uh, when... Um, when we looked at situation in the situation in the Caribbean as well. Is it... Um, could you say... Um, if you compare to Western countries where we normally have it centralized, is it is it a matter of finance or does it have to do with population density or with the natural environment or what are the um, what are the aspects to to consider in choosing between either decentralized or centralized? <laughs> 
Uh, frankly speaking, uh, this one is a difficult question. I'm not sure if I can give you a proper answer on that, because um, I think we have to contextualize that into the cities where you're, where we're going to put the centralized system or where we're going to put the decentralized system, right? Um, I think what I experienced, the most important one is the will the will of the cities and also the will of the uh, government, in this case, uh, city government, provincial government and supports from the national government, because financially uh, local government, the city government will not be able to do it on its own. There must be support from the national government in terms of finance, in terms of funding, and also in terms of capacity, uh, the capacity of the personnels to, to plan, to design, to budget that, and also to execute uh, what is planned, right? And um, I think, uh, but um, in my case, in, in, in Indonesia, for example, uh, local government has more, um, they're more confident when they're, they're approaching wastewater treatment from a smaller scale, yeah, like uh, 30 to 50 households, sometimes up to 100 households, they have that confidence because they have they feel they have the resources to do that first in terms of budget and secondly in terms of uh, numbers of people that involve in the planning and also in the execution and the third also the scope uh, the people that is they're trying to reach the community so they have that um, um, they have confidence in introducing that but when it when we talk about uh, centralized uh, treatment it's going to be a bigger scale maybe involving thousand households and the local government itself um, will not be able to handle that. So they need supports from the national government and also from uh, consulting agencies who do the design and also construction company who do the uh, implementation of the project. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Finance thank you. Is, finance is very important. I think uh, most important in my opinion is that uh, the will of the government on solving their sanitation problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, what I found out in, in, in the previous interviews is that there's often uh, uh, governments like to look at, uh, at the water and sanitation, the part that you can see as, let's say, as a, as a voter, as the public, you, you see the, 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 the drinking water more and 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 and, and the toilet facilities etc but once you flush it whether you're either an industry or whether you are um, an individual household it is kind of out of sight and out of mind and maybe less popular for, for financing is that something you find in in asia as well well yeah um i think because it's all underground right yeah. The common, uh, the common treatment, individual treatment in uh, Southeast Asia, perhaps also in South Asia, is uh, is either septic tank or a soak pit, right? Yeah. And, uh, everything is underground, and uh, they probably complain their water is uh, polluted. But we have also here a culture of, of boiling, uh, habits of boiling water previously. Maybe not so much now, no, because people tend to buy water. Um, uh, bottle water but previously we have a lot of uh, uh, practice like um, boiling the water so that part actually solved but um, now 
it goes back to the city. I think if we talk about at the city scale, it goes back to the plan of the city. For example, if the city wants to, there was a case where I was involved. If the city, the city wants to improve uh, its capacity from the normal administration, our administrative city goes to a tourism city. They have to provide a clean environment, right? They have to maintain whatever resources, nature resources that's available there because that's what they're selling to the tourists, right? And um, from that point of view, if they dispose wastewater to this park, to a wetland or probably to the uh, beach, probably to the river, at some point there will be protests or someone will complain, hey, wastewater there, I'm not going there again, I'm not going to swim in this yeah. uh, beach anymore and I'm not going to visit you. Yeah? So this kind of pressure from from the tourists will somehow you know, will affect the economy of the city or this island. And yeah, they would start think about how to improve the uh, wastewater. I mean, how to treat the wastewater so that we can safely dispose yeah. to the ocean, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it depends on, depends on the city, uh, many factors. But um, uh, if a government is going to decide, then it depends also on their future, on their vision of development. Yeah, yeah. I would like to uh, uh, to to ask uh, Professor uh, Tamarat uh, Kotatap to uh, to join us. Thank you very much uh, for joining and um, uh, making this. And same time, you two know each other, I think, from um, uh, the Asian Institute of uh, of Technology. Um, could you could you briefly introduce yourself and 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 also. Um, say what your experience is on uh, on these questions of of the decentralized approach. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. There's a, there's a background noise. Noticed that already in the beginning. So I think we uh, we just have to <laughs> to live with it. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I just like to introduce myself as an engineer. As an engineer, then the, the wastewater or the environmental engineer is not so popular. I think even in the the past or even today, right now, the engineer, uh, environmental engineering is not really a fashion that the the people who study engineers who engineering will come with that the environmental engineers. But anyway, my interest to this uh, water and wastewater or the environmental uh, uh, assessment like this is come with that uh, uh, my hometown again that uh, from Chiang Mai. Uh, I found out that, that there are so many of those uh, polluted rivers or the canals whereby we are growing so fast the urbanizations and also that many buildings but without treatment or just directly discharge. We proud ourselves that uh, our city is very nice, very clean, very um, uh, uh, cultural, uh, rich in cultures, and then many things that, uh, that attract to the, the tourists. But once we look into the, the, the canals, the rivers, it's so polluted, that bring to my interest that, hey, what should we do better? And of course, as the Hendra mentioning, that is not only from the household, or the domestic uh, activities. There are many other activities like uh, even the indust uh, tourist industry, the hotel, the restaurants, and popular uh, uh, use of those um, uh, waste and wastewater treatment system, but it's not really, it's not really treated properly. 
it just discharged directly again into the, the, the river, into the canal. So that's why I came to the, the study of this uh, environmental engineering and management, which focus on that, how we can improve, how we can treat the wastewater better. And then my interest is not that to use a fancy technologies or the advanced technologies like uh, you use in Netherlands, in Europe, in US. But my interest is that to use a so-called uh, natural treatment systems, or right now we call as a nature-based uh, solutions that try to use the plants, the, the natural uh, system to treat the wastewater. And at the same time, you can create the, the green area or the, the forest or the, the gardens. So I think that would be another option in our research, in our activities that uh, in particular to our tropical developing countries, there should be other solutions, not just to copy the technologies from US, Europe, or even Japan. Then they are so uh, uh, expensive and also complicated, even if we train the, uh, the, our engineers, our technicians to operate, but it's quite difficult to do that. And also the cost, as mentioned by Hendra, that if the, the financing uh, capacities or the, the, the revenues uh, uh, from the treatment plant operation, we cannot cover that, then we can uh, simply uh, construct the treatment plant but cannot operate them well. So there are so many failure cases in the, our country, in the Asia, in Southeast Asia, in the Africa as well. So I think um, the, either the centralized or decentralized treatment system, either of them can work perfectly if we can uh, ensure that the, there are the responsible agencies or the, the stakeholders that are willing to pay. It's not that the, the sake of that you just uh, uh, someone have to pay for you. No, it's not, right? So especially in our country, uh, we cannot charge the wastewater fees. We can charge the water bills. But for the waste and wastewater, it's quite limited that the, the people are willing to pay for that. In your country, I'm sure that uh, you can have to pay not only the water bill. Uh, according to your water meters, they will charge you that uh, if you uh, use 100 cubic meter a month, then about 80 cubic meter a month, you will be charged as a wastewater uh, treatment fees. But in our country, it's not. Then our governments, our municipality cannot afford such uh, the uh, operation of the treatment system, even if many of those treatment plants uh, having a kind of uh, the grants or the uh, donations from the, the developed country or from the World Bank or ADB. But in terms of that operation, if we cannot uh, find out the, the, the treatment fees to cover the cost, then it will not be functioning. Not just only the domestic wastewater, but also the other sectors like the industries or the other things. So that's why I think that this is quite important that we need to uh, highlight more. And again, that uh, those uh, people who are not really uh, care of the environment, they just say that, well, uh, just simply dilute the wastewater or the waste, then it could be a solution, right? If you have that uh, uh, very dirty or really polluted rivers, you just pump from another river that's clean enough and then flush it out. Yeah. It's not a solution. It can clean a certain part, but it's not help a solution that we cannot prevent the, the, the generation of the waste or the wastewater. That, that, that's what uh, are my concerns. How could the financing 
wastewater treatment be better organized because it's, it seems to be a recurring theme and start to see a pattern talking now from people from all over the world wastewater that the financing is always a problem it is less popular for for local or um and it's um it's uh, it's it, it, it's always referred to as there's there's more interest in freshwater and there's there's not much interest in in financing of wastewater, but it is important for health, for environment, and for for a whole lot of other reasons. So, uh, would there be options like like public private partnerships, or should there be a different tax system, or should there just be more attention for the importance of wastewater treatment? What what are your views? Yeah, that's. Um quite a challenging situation and of course different mechanisms should apply to different uh, the country as well. Uh, for example that for the, the uh, water scarcity uh, uh, areas like in the Middle East for example, then the, the wastewater should become the resources. It's not just to use and throw it away. The reuse, recycle of the treated wastewater would be a, a kind of a, uh, assets of those cities instead of just uh, uh, become a kind of commodity set that you just throw it away and after using, no, it should not be like that. Then the 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 the, uh, the mechanisms to cover the finance of this kind of a wastewater treatment system is just not just the only treatment. If we can uh, say that this is the the reuse, recycle, and all. Uh, we can say that it is a kind of um, the, the mechanisms that we can prevent the the water uh, scarcities in the cities in the town. Then it could be benefits. We should not just uh, pay for the sake of just for the to be a good man, to be a uh, a good person that are willing to uh, have the environmental mindset. But no. Uh, this is the way that uh, once you pay for this kind of a wastewater uh, treatment uh, fees, it is not just uh, 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 for treatment, but it is to produce your clean water later as well, and also to prevent the contaminations uh, for the others that uh, they can get uh, the cheaper price of the, uh, the, the water at the, the downstreams. So I think that that would be many things, many uh, uh, financing mechanisms that we should look into details and of course uh, the, depending on the countries that uh, we should define where should be the proper uh, financing mechanisms that we can get the, the uh, support from the, the people and also willing to pay not just uh, of course forcing or uh, uh, using the, the kind of a stringent laws or whatever uh, regulatory frameworks to, to force the people it could be done yeah, if you just uh, introduce, but whether we have a capacity to pay or not, that another story. Or uh, we have to define what are the, the business uh, plans for this kind of a treatment system. It's not just only for uh, the sake of that uh, to uh, clean the water, but also to get the benefit, uh, the profit. For example, that uh, if we define the proper mechanisms, like I said, that the natural based solutions. We can think about that uh, the best water can be used for the landscaping or to produce um, uh, a kind of uh, the, the green area or becomes a kind of uh, the carbon captures gardens using this kind of best water. That could be, but we need to wisely uh, say that this is the proper 
uh, mechanisms or the technologies or the interventions that we can use different models to support the idea of that uh, clean things, the, the wastewater, not just for the treatment but also for other purposes that uh, uh, decision makers and the people can afford to pay, I think. Yeah, yeah excellent. A, a question for both of you. If you, if you want to make progress on wastewater okay. treatment and and as as i said in the beginning with um all the countries in the world we decided in in 2015 when we agreed in new york on the sustainable development goals the agenda 2030 we said on wastewater that the proportion of domestic and industrial wastewater flows uh that should be that that uh, are safely treated um uh should um uh should, should be uh, the amount not treated be reduced by half. So um, to measure that progress, we need we need tools to to measure. Do we do we do enough monitoring? Should we be better in in wastewater monitoring? What are your thoughts there? And how can how can we improve if needed? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I will start first, Professor Tomata. <laughs> uh, well. Monitoring and evaluation is um, somehow two scary words. You know. I gotta have to be frank here that um, not everyone in the government or in the sector likes that word because it's pretty much sensitive. It means like someone is going there and checking someone else's work, something like that. But of course, yeah, uh, we need data to to measure that and. Uh, from my experience, from what I've seen in, in countries in Southeast Asia and also some part of South Asia, uh, there is no single agency responsible for all aspects of sanitation today. Yeah, like for example, uh, for domestic wastewater, it is in the it is located or it is the responsibility of the Ministry of Public Work, and for wastewater from industries, it is really responsibility of Ministry of Industry. Yeah, and um, those two are already, um, uh, I think those two are already two different set of data, two different set of uh, definitions in, in, in my opinion. So when we talk about, when we talk about data collection uh, in a country or even a smaller set of uh, environment like the city, I have to go to different set of departments just to collect the data and when I have the data and the question will be how valid is the data because sometimes two different departments they collect the same data in particular for domestic wastewater uh, like what I always found out is that uh, department uh, public works city uh, department of public works and city department of health they sometimes collect similar data on domestic wastewater and we when we have, when we collect these data, those data sometimes shows different numbers. And that raises another questions. How valid is the data? Which data should we, should we use? And um, yeah, and sometimes we end up with a consensus that, okay, let's uh, see the population of the data collection and then try to get a consensus with di different uh, departments at the city level. That's just a city level. Yeah? And we're not talking about a countrywide. Country -wide. And um, yeah, that's um, one of the um, challenge now is uh, how to have a single agency. 
responsible for all aspects of sanitation, including data, including monitoring and evaluation and data. Uh, we have, we, I also have experience in Indonesia of developing a national water and sanitation information system, which we tried to collect data from, uh, there was a program of developing city sanitation strategy for each city in Indonesia. At that time, I think there were about 300 cities involved. And from this city sanitation strategy, they have plans, five-year plans, what activities and also what outputs are expected. Outputs, for example, septic tank installed or decentralized treatment uh, constructed, and also numbers of people are connected. But then when it comes to the uh, monitoring and evaluation part, um, it's very challenging to, 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 uh, to, to talk with people, especially to find out of this 15 activities plan in what year, in certain year, how many are actually implemented. Yeah? And what are the outputs that is, uh, you know, happening on the ground and how many people are connected. This kind of exercise needs, um, needs a long, uh, you know, building capacity building of, of the local governments. And therefore, I think one of the uh, the thing that the country is doing now, referring to the statistic people, uh, bureau, statistic office, because then when you have different ministries with different, I mean, same data with different numbers, whom should we believe? Which data should we use? Uh, they have to go for a consensus and they go to the uh, statistic office. Okay, let's do another round of data collection for domestic wastewater, for example. <laughs> so that that is more or less the 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 challenge that we are facing. I'm sure that monitoring and evaluation is very important. The thing is, who is doing it? And um, there's only one who should do for uh, for sanitation. Yeah. yeah, I must say from personal memory, in the 1980s, I did data collection in Banjanagara in Java Tenga. And um, uh, <laughs> I had the same frustration of getting completely different data for exactly the same question from different yeah. uh, institutions. So. I, I, I know the frustration there, different departments, different definitions of data and, and different governance. Um, but um, do you believe that there's, although there's still challenges, uh, do you believe that there is, um, that, that there is progress? Um, the idea was to, in a period of 15 years, half the proportion of the domestic and industrial wastewater flows that are um, that that are that are unsafely treated is that will it um uh, is is that doable in in southeast asia and countries like thailand and indonesia where you are active mm -hmm. or is it too optimistic oh uh, <laughs> i think it's uh, with the current efforts of uh, the countries in southeast asia and also south asia um, in particular of providing access to sanitation that can be uh, that may be achieved the question is to prove that right how to yeah. prove that we're housing that so there come another computation number of computation from the treated wastewater part which requires a different set of uh, uh, yeah. set of yeah, computation yeah, and uh, going to um, uh, to Tamarat, um, it's a bit the same question. Are you are you optimistic that this, this can be achieved and and connected to it? 
how do we how can we imp yeah sorry i got a phone call somebody's still trying to call all the time i'm not sure how to do <laughs> but when you hear the phone call i'll try to switch it off as soon as possible um so are you uh are you yeah are you optimistic and um, how should uh, the data collection and the monitoring be improved and 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 another question for data is there an international role? Do we have to work together between countries? Because yeah. we spoke very much about bottom-up in, in one municipality, getting everybody to work together. The other end of the spectrum, mm. starting top-down at an international level, yeah. maybe give yeah. more evidence from there. Yeah, I, I would say that it is too optimistic that we can uh, achieve the target or the goals that we are uh, expecting to, to get within the 20 to uh, 30. I just like to share some ideas with you that uh, recently we have the COVID, right? Uh, the, 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 the situation that we are facing, the, the, the number of the people who infected. Uh, at the beginning stage, yes, we like to know more who infected, who having uh, um, uh, the, the information in the city levels, in the, the country level, in the region levels. But now today, many people are reluctant to report, even if they are infected, or even uh, not try to uh, check themselves whether they, they get the, the, the COVID or not, because they feel that after having the, the vaccination for uh, three or four uh, jabs, then it is enough. Then they are not really want to, to report. Right, because it's quite the, quite the my my the, uh, symptoms or my the, the effects to the people. Then the, similarly, if the people think about that, that the wastewater is not really uh, serious, then the, no one would like to report. The same thing, yeah. If they don't really care of that, well, the wastewater can cause the plums to the if it cause the uh, the COVID the symptoms in the, the first. Uh, with that many people dead by this kind of uh, the disease, by this kind of chemicals, then there will be many, many more reports coming up, not only from the, the developed country, but also from developing country as well. You notice that, that uh, even if we are not having so many uh, ATK set at that time, but still we try to report who infected, who not been infected, and then control really nicely. I think that would be the reasons that uh, the, the global effort should be done more, that uh, we should uh, campaign, do campaigns, do uh, awareness, uh, racing on this uh, data. Otherwise, in the future, see if people can uh, cannot think about this kind of uh, the consequence of not having the proper treatments or safely managed uh, sanitations, then the, in the future it's become a kind of, okay, uh, we can just uh, dirty water, that's okay if we can get uh, the disease like uh, diarrhea. For example, that in Thailand we have uh, a good investment, a good campaign in the past uh, 15 to 20 years ago to raise uh, the awareness of the people and also yeah, the people themselves would like to install the, the toilets by themselves and use that. But after achieving this, the, the toilet provisions, then and no one cared about that, the, the, the wastewater. 
because they feel that well after having the toilet stand they we can uh, finish all the, the campaigns that uh, we proudly uh, said this is a good uh, achievement of the, the, the governments of the country but we cannot really uh, reduce the number of the people having the diarrhea yet instead we're having the increasing numbers of the people having more and more diarrheas we, we can uh, look into back into that the statistics of the people having the, the, the diarrhea problems and consequently if we have uh, not a very good safe safety sanitations we found out that the people who has the kind of uh, the, the worm infected to the, the to the livers then they have to use the medicines to get rid of the worm out of their bodies and if they use several times of that medicines uh, to get rid of the worms then the, 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 the liver becomes the cancerous then yeah, this is the one of the, the, the number one of the, the, uh, the disease that causing the uh, people in Thailand dead yeah. so this is the, the, the consequence uh, uh, after the uh, 15 years time and we are not having more investment on these uh, facilities on these uh, infrastructures then the, just medicines we cannot just solve the problems of the public health so this is uh, the, the issues but uh, how we can uh, having this kind of a global concerns and raise the awareness and then uh, the many people in the government sectors in the uh, private sectors as well has to collaborate more and try to report the data or information that uh, we can make a better uh, investment programs uh, either by the governments or by the international donors that, that we uh, think that there could be a good uh, evidence if we have the good data set. Yeah, I think that that would be my, my thoughts about that. Yeah, well, I'm uh, looking at the clock already 40 minutes in. There's normally when I open the floor for listeners that want to ask questions. If anybody has a question, uh, just use the uh, the call in uh, button on uh, your screen uh, and I don't see anybody yet uh, for that um, uh, one more question uh, from from my side uh, while other people think about uh, questions to ask um, you you mentioned the government you mentioned uh, international cooperation I wonder where's the role of, of NGOs are uh, does, does either one of you have experiences of, of NGOs getting active? Of course, I'm not sure if you can, of, if Borda is defined as an NGO or, or an, an international aid organization, but that gets a bit in that direction. Do you see activities of NGOs in wastewater? Should there be more? Should they have, uh, should have a different role? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, well... Bora is actually a civil society expert organization, maybe more of same like uh, NGOs. And our role is actually uh, helping cities in, you know, promoting decentralized or installing more decentralized wastewater treatment system. But for um, um, there is one interesting um, case that I saw here in Thailand where international development uh, agency they support um, the Ministry of uh, Natural Resources and Environment Monre in this particular section pollution control department in setting up a monitoring system for their wastewater treatment plants so uh, in Thailand I think there are hundreds of uh, wastewater 
this uh, centralized wastewater treatment system and uh, they set up uh, infrastructures so that they can measure the quantity and also the quality of wastewater uh, treated in the countries and I think this kind of initiative should be you know developed should be replicated in other countries uh, perhaps uh, by the help of the global uh, sorry international cooperation agencies um, introducing how to collect data and how to um, get you know how to measure the quantity and also the quality and how to aggregate that into one single system because you know being single is not always bad <laughs> in this case when we yeah. talk about data management it's a good one and um, another interesting uh, talking about single agency who is responsible for all aspects of sanitation that actually reflects uh, the challenges today in in, in many countries um, one one country um, sorry there are for example if we have a country which have more than one departments involved in sanitation there are many data right and it's very difficult to aggregate that but there is also a country like Malaysia they have um, they only assign one consortium water consortium to provide access to water and sanitation and that way they simplify the whole planning they also simplify the whole monitoring and evaluation because this one institution this one consortium is responsible for that and in the end they were able to um, collect data uh, properly and also make a good planning based on the finance provided by the government for example so this single agency I think it's one potential solution in particular for data collection for monitoring and evaluation that is also responsible for all aspects of sanitation yeah over yeah. to you yeah excellent I see uh, a question coming in uh, from Amanda thank you Amanda if you can unmute yourself good morning can you hear me yes I can hear you wonderful um, so my question is actually about the data the um, there's I'm curious what specific data well I know one of the challenges at the district um, that I was on the board for the water and wastewater departments I know one of the challenges is sometimes you have so much data like especially on the water side if you're using smart meters you can get almost minute by minute consumption measurements what on the wastewater side what is it that you are trying to collect for data that you can't get are you test is it constituents in the effluent what is it that you're trying to get data wise that's that that you're not getting and and what data is extraneous I guess huge question but I'm just curious thank you Amanda one, one thing as clarification of of which country is is your experience America sorry United States America. California yeah okay thank you um, yeah which one of you would like to answer <laughs> Well, maybe I can just uh, respond to that. It is a quite uh, very challenging question anyway. 
because uh, in our experience in the developing country, we have no meters, not many meters that uh, properly uh, install, or we cannot collect uh, the data um, uh, simply like uh, in in US, especially for the wastewater. We may have a water uh, meter for the cities, but uh, for develop uh, for the rural areas like uh, in the the remote area, if they use the the uh, for example the the shallow wells or the fountains, they may not have any um, uh, record on that, but they produce the wastewater anyway from the, those kind of uh, the things. So I think that that uh, the uh, the challenging so for us now that uh, uh, in the country that having not uh, good monitoring system. Particular to that, uh, uh, the quality data. Of course, if you have the meters, you can get the quantity quantity data that uh, cubic meter or liter per day that you can estimate. But what about the quality data? I think that uh, would be more challenging to the, the the monitoring system. That how we can do that. It's not easy at all, especially for the household. For the industry, we may be able to force them to install such a complicated monitoring system because they may produce the toxic waste, the, uh, the, the hazardous the constituents in the wastewater, then we can force them to, to apply it and then they may have the capacity to install the monitoring system. But if you look into that uh, simple uh, toilet system, who can do that? Yeah. If we would like to measure, the, for example, the simple E. coli in our domestic wastewater, it's quite complicated and also that uh, our developing country we are not having the good laboratory yet to uh, systematically monitor in the, in a way that we can understand the, the contamination by the, the the wastewater or by the, the the toilet system so i think that that that's uh, the challenging for us that that what i would like to share thank you thank you i will move to is, is that okay for you amanda any follow-up question? If not, we move to Sharon. Oh, no, I, I appreciate that answer, and I know it's a challenge. And in the U.S., where I have an embarrassment of riches, I, I was just curious. The absence of data, I know, makes it more challenging to try and meet the standards or even set standards. So I appreciate you having these shows, Alexander. Thank you for your answer. Thank you very much, Amanda. It's fascinating to realize that the kind of luxury of having too many data while other countries are struggling to get the data. So it's a, it's a strange world we live on. I see Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Hi, good morning. Thanks, Alex, for um, having these podcasts. And um, this is for either of the speakers, uh, the professor or uh, Mr. Gupta. I noticed when you were uh, talking about... Um, treating um, your population uh, for diarrhea, dysentery um, with antibiotics and, and that um, critical problem there. I was wondering, do those antibiotics stay in the um, water system? And along with that, um, I read that Thailand um, is an agriculture producing um, country such as pig production, and I know they treat the animals um, with um, uh, antibiotics because I live in an agricultural county. So I know there's uh, antibiotics going into this production. Do those antibiotics uh, go into um, 
the uh, water system, the sludge, and how do you um, how do you treat that, and how do you prevent that um, from harming uh, the population? Thank you. It's a good question. <laughs> well, that's quite um, the, the tough questions. That uh, if I answer uh, too good. Maybe I may get a complaint from the government said, "Hey, uh, you have." <laughs> explained... Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, in the antibiotics, in the uh, in the, the the meats, in the, the 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 products that we export to your country, then the, that's uh, the plum. But anyway, I think that that is uh, the uh, the emerging areas of uh, our country. It's not only in Thailand that. Uh, uh, we found out that we use too much of this kind of uh, antibiotics or other medicines in uh, the uh, agriculture, in the animal productions, in even in our um, the medical system. We use too much somehow in our pharmacy. We can buy ourselves the antibiotics that uh, once we get the, the sore throat, we just buy the antibiotics ourselves and then the use in the, the leftover. We just throw it away. <laughs> So this is the, the, the plums that uh, uh, in uh, our institutions, we are also having the research on this study, the antibiotics, chemicals, and also the pharmaceutical uh, uh, contaminants in the wastewater. We found out that it's quite it's a lot uh, compared with the, the other countries that uh, it is uh, not really the uh, good uh, situations. So uh, I'm sure that there would be many more studies needed to do uh, this kind of uh, uh, what are the plums, what are the residues of these kind of uh, antibiotics or the pharmaceuticals uh, uh, contaminants in the water and in the wastewater. And then the, we also found out that they are, uh, again, with the uh, AMR, the antimicrobial resistant genes in uh, microorganisms uh, presented in the, the uh, water bodies. So we are fi we finding we found out that uh, this coming more and more numbers that uh, having this uh, AM AMR in the uh, water and wastewater uh, uh, system in the, our country. So, well, I should not uh, tell you too much. Otherwise, uh, I will get uh, a big complaints. <laughs> from the, the ministry or from the, the whoever that uh, control the areas. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Professor. I didn't, I didn't mean to start a controversy. Um, we, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we have the same problem. Um, well, in yeah. Arizona, we have a lot of, you know, agriculture production, and I just uh, uh, know that antibiotics are used in that production. Um, so thank you very much. You you live in a beautiful country, and um, you're lu they're lucky to have you. Um, um, I I wish you all the best in Thailand. It's it's such a beautiful country. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Come thank again. You. Thank you, Sharon. I see one last caller, Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Thank you for calling in. Hi. Um, okay. So this this whole. Um, podcast was like it's just like um sort of blown my mind a bit because there's so much information and I'm like my mind is going all over the place so um trying to come up with a question was like when you were talking about people getting diarrhea and just getting sick and then treatments not working or making them more sick 
Um, and you were talking about single agency, like there should be one single agency that's responsible for like um, sanitation, not sanitation, but the whole um, water, wastewater treatment issue. It almost to me, um, I mean, this might be completely um, naive, but it sounds like a public health issue. So would, would that be possible to have the public health department sort of responsible for it? this. So that's um, sort of question one. And then I was, um, um, when you said that, um, just to copy um, Western, I, I don't like that word, but, um, or technologies from, from developed countries, I don't like that word either. But anyway, um, that's, it's too expensive, too complicated. But are you looking for like um, help in that respect, maybe to simplify the technologies and to provide something that's not um, not so expensive? Or are you really um, looking to use those nature-based solutions that you mentioned? Sorry, big questions, but that's just where my brain went. <laughs> Thank you, Evelyn. So two big questions on yeah should public health departments play a stronger role should they get in control um because it has such an 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 impact on health and the other one expanding a bit on on technology and cost and 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 the different situation that countries in the global south have from uh from from the north so who would like to go first here? And by the way, I'm looking at the clock and I try to keep this always between about 40 and 60 minutes. So we are nearing the 60 minutes. So I stop uh, new caller from uh, from calling in. So this is also your your last question. So maybe both of you, um, if you could, could both uh, tackle one of these issues. Yeah, <clears throat> I think... Uh... I, it's a good idea to have public health as the responsible institution um, because now I think uh, the reality is the public health department in the city, they're just tackling after the sanitation facilities are installed. So they see what are what changes, like for example, whether there is a reduction of diarrhea cases, for example, or whether there is a change of behavior um, from, from the community, but um, I have a different opinion who should be the single uh, leading agency when it comes to sanitation, because we're looking back to uh, providing access and also second to measure the numbers of wastewater that is already treated. I think uh, in our context, probably uh, Ministry of Public Works or, or Ministry uh, Department of Public Works is the is the leading at least for the current context uh, to collect, to provide access and also sanitation access and also to collect uh, the data. They should be the one that who, you know, do the things from planning up to monitoring and evaluation. Maybe Professor Tamarat, uh, you can respond to the second one on the technology. Uh, okay. how, how to see that? Down <laughs> yeah, I, I can respond that uh, well. I, I, doesn't mean, I, I didn't mean that uh, uh, 
the Western technology is not good for the developing country. But uh, we have, I think, ourselves, uh, developing country, have to think uh, uh, wisely enough to use that uh, the technologies for the, the situation in our countries. Uh, we cannot do the same thing as the London or the, the New York can invest for the treatment technologies. Thinking about that, uh, the Dhaka, for example, in Bangladesh, for the people of the 20 million pe uh, uh, people, yes, we cannot use the natural-based system, but uh, to use the complicated or advanced technologies from US, from Europe, or from other countries, we need to think carefully that how those people can afford the cost. And of course, that we cannot just treat to comply with the standard only. We have to think right now that uh, once treatment uh, uh, invested, then the, what about the treated wastewater, whether we can reuse that and then bring those benefits to the 20 million people as well. Otherwise, it is again that dilute into the, the reverse, which is not very good. So uh, uh, I think that that would be the things that we have to uh, rethink carefully about that. What are the appropriate system or the technologies that we should apply in our situations? That's why we are thinking of that uh, regenerative sanitation system that uh, thinking about the existing, existing situation, if we have the decentralized or centralized system, if it is working or not working, how can we regenerate them to work in a way that uh, we can uh, manage it properly? I use the manage, not the treat. If we can manage the waste or the wastewater, then we can rethink carefully that at the beginning stage, if we can uh, reuse or recycle in the way of those treatment system or the management system, then it could be better than just collect everything and then uh, throw it away to the treatment plant and then treat it and then uh, uh, dispose into the, the river system or the oceans again, which is not very good. But if we can plan in advance that, well, at the, 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 at the household, if you can reduce the waste or the wastewater productions or generations from your house, then could be nicer and also that if you can reuse your waste by yourself if you have enough uh, area for recycle of those uh, water or wastewater but of course not uh, for the drinking water purposes then could be nicer so of course yeah, depending on the situation depending on the area depending on the affordability of the people who can pay or who cannot uh, afford such a uh, system or not so I think that that would be the, my thoughts to share about, uh, for today. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for clarifying that. Um, very interesting. Thank you. Okay, and with, with that, thank you very much for these uh, these answers. We, we've, we've been a, a full hour here. I have no doubt that we could easily fill another hour because there's, there's so much more <laughs> uh, to cover. But I uh, would like to thank you very much, uh, both uh, Anwar Gupta and, and Professor Tamarat Kurtatep, uh, for uh, for being here, uh, Terima Kasi and Kapkun Kap, for um, <laughs> present here. I love both of your countries, Indonesia and Thailand. I've I've spent uh, quite a quite a lot of time of my life there. I've actually lived in Indonesia for a while, so you bring back wonderful memories uh, from uh, Nasi Bungkus uh, all the way to. 
to work there. Uh, this has been really uh, enlightening. We, we, we really learned a lot from this. Um, and our, our global uh, search for knowledge about wastewater will continue because tomorrow... Uh, in one hour from now, it's here now, 10 o'clock. It's for you, 10 o'clock as well, but 10 o'clock in the evening. But it's here now, 10 o'clock. Tomorrow at 11 o'clock, so one hour, 55 minutes from now, we will um, start uh, a talk with Sam Drabble. He is in London. We'll have more worldwide view, although I've lived in London too. From my personal experience, the sewer systems in London might also need some investigation in that talk. They are Victorian often. But, um, so that uh, that might that's all for uh, tomorrow. Um, for you two, please stay on the Zoom call for a moment and unmute yourself once I, um, I end this call. Um, I would also like to, to thank Amanda and Sharon and Evelyn for asking questions. I hope all of you can join us tomorrow. I see the audience in this series is growing, which, uh, which is a good sign. Uh, please join again tomorrow. Uh, ask questions if you have. You can send them beforehand if you want to. You can open the chat. And I look forward to uh, see all of you again tomorrow. And I wish you all a beautiful day. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.